This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode 25. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now your host, Kristen Trumpy. All right, today we have Piers Worth with us, and he's the head of psychology and the course leader of the Masters in Applied Positive Psychology at Bucks New University. He's also a psychotherapist and a coach. Welcome. Good to be with you. Is positive aging for senior citizens only, or when should we start caring about positive aging? I I mean, I think that's a beautiful question, and... So I'm going to put it in words that make sense to me. I'm hoping it uh, matches. I think, you know, in when we're younger, we're caught up in, the, as it were, the vib- vibrancy and the energy of youth. And then I think a lot of us hit an age where we start to ask questions. And, you know, to me, that's in mid-late 30s maybe around 40 and it's at that point in time that for many of us I believe the question what is positive aging starts to really hit in or kick in but the you know having said that and at the same time aging we're all aging at any age so it is certainly worth thinking about it Uh, but in the context you're asking I think it will tend to hit maybe in the 30s late 30s Okay, so what is positive aging? How do we define it? That is such a big question. I may need to just take, you know, maybe a bit of a mosaic of a reaction. Undoubtedly, you could take a physical perspective on it. I I don't. Unfortunately, a little bit of the tape got cut off here and we didn't notice it during the interview. So we lost the part where Piers recalls how he met an artist who was 60 years old in his 20s and he talks about how she really epitomizes positive aging and how she does that. She lived vibrantly every single day and Pierce can tell the rest because from here on we got the tape back. Expressing what she was good at every day regardless of what she might feel physically, even her mood, she would always seek to offer and express what she, what was the core of her each day. And to me, I think that caught the essence of positive aging. In her terms, it was creativity. And what you, if we translate that into positive psychology, you would say, living living her most important expression or self vibrantly and well um and adjusting as she went so as she got older certain forms of creativity attracted her in ways that may not have done previously um but she she modified her expression with time and age but she was vibrantly creative as an artist to within three months of her death in her 80s. So to me, that is positive aging, the, 
the artist's name was Catherine Yarrow, and to me, she was she was a role model. I knew her in those last twenty years, and what she'd got, I wanted. I wanted to know more of who I am as a person, what was best in me, what I could express and bring out in me. And to me, all of those are kind of images or expressions of ageing. So that's my attempt at it. Before we carry on, I'd like you to think about the positive role models you have in your own life and whether there are any in terms of ageing. Do you have these people who are older than you who really have something, to use Piers Worth's words, that you want. Right, but you were—you said you met her in your 20s. So, yeah. so it's actually, so, so are you saying that there's not really a big difference between positive aging and positive living? Very shrewd question. I think you could take the two together. And in positive psychology terms, I would say you can take the two together. What I'd also say, and I think it reflects an expression in one of the epistles, if I remember right, um, there are thing there are things that go with certain ages. So to me, part of positive aging is respecting the kind of things. So, what do you think about the obsession that aging well means staying young? I recognise it completely. And to me, it's nonsense. It may be staying young in outlook, but it doesn't mean that one has to fight to stay young in every other respect. To me, aging well is that I think the older you get, the more you realize your living polarities. So the older I get, the more I know I'm not young. But as I may have lost that youth, but may I stay young in outlook? May I stay young in expression? May I stay, you know, have that freshness of interests? So that to me is how one stays young as one ages. One of the most extraordinary things I see that as people age is they start to worry less about what society expects of them. So the kind of expectations we took on when we were were young, you know, the expe- expectations of those around us, it's very often people come more relaxed, more willing to take chances, more willing to make mistakes, and so lives a breadth of humanity that doesn't always come with fighting to stay young. All right, so you said before that Positive aging has something to do with respecting basically the life phase that you're in. So yeah. if I if I think, wow, this sounds really interesting, why would I wait until I'm old to become more relaxed and care less about what other people think? Oh, brilliant. I mean, perfect. And um, okay, I'm in my 60s. I work with students who are in their teens, 20s and after. What I fundamentally try with them is to encourage them to feel that kind of way. And yet I think the kind of expectations on us, the society's demands, very often we don't feel able to. We're brought up to believe there's a right way. And so when I'm working with students, I I focus on what's your way, what's your view, that the concept of strengths would match beautifully here. 
you know, as you hit 40, you start to be more concerned with what people call generativity, taking care of the next generation, bringing on the next generation. And that, to me, is living the phase of the life. That's one of the most creative ways in which I think one can age well. Right. So um, where have you encountered healthy attitudes about ageing? What, what are good role models of ageing, apart from your artist friend? To me, she, as an individual in my life and then in my story, she was probably the biggest role model. And bearing in mind, I, I knew her for 20 years. It was like being able to go, this person has something I want. This person is something I'm not. How can I learn from them? So I'd encourage anybody to perhaps hold that kind of question. I see healthy attitudes in my counselling or clinical work. Um, people relax more, worry less about society's expectations, love more. Those are, are sort of broad patterns that I tend to see. Um, I see people living what I would call more of themselves. Um, one of the things I found in my PhD research on creativity and how it changes as people age is very often people would try new methods of expression, things that they'd wanted to do years ago, never got to, things that they realised were an expression of themselves but hadn't got to. So I, I'm very aware I've given you kind of broad brush answers there, but that's my best guess, I think. Right. So what I hear from this is basically the there are positive role models all over the place, but maybe as a society we don't emphasize it that much. And in the media, definitely, it doesn't. it's like these role models don't exist. It's basically, it's, you know, aging is often associated with, you know, diseases and death, but not, not with the easygoing and the more, like I've never heard that people get more creative when they age. And would you say that it's similar to the disconnection between psychology and positive psychology? You know, what brought on positive psychology was that they felt that the positive side of humanity was not being illuminated in, enough so is there maybe a similar thing going on when we look when we think about aging i would say fundamentally um if you bear in mind that i got my question as it were when i was in my 20s you know here is an old person who has old or aging person who's got something i want and i haven't got so to have that kind of image early, um, I, all my instinct says a lot of society's messages about ageing are contradictory. I do think there's a, an over-focus on the negative, and I do think we miss something. And I'm not denying the issues that r arise in the negative, what I do believe is if if we can age well psychologically, 
there is a very, very high probability that we age well physically. Or if we, if we don't age well physically, I think there is a very high probability that the experience of aging with physical difficulties is not as powerful. It does not consume us quite so much. I, I, does that make sense? I think it does, yeah. Okay, so... So, so they belong together, basically. They belong to... Well, well hang on. Let me see, say what I understood. Um, yeah. It's difficult to age in a good way if you are not, you know, physically aging well. However, the same is true psychologically. So it will be hard to age well, even if your body is very healthy, but you are not feeling well from a psychological point of view. Okay, forgive me if I say it a different way. If there are ways you can age well psychologically, I think it carries a huge amount along with it. I think the impact of physical aging is lower. So that I think that's why my research interests have been so focused on the psychological qualities of aging well. Right, right. So actually society is backwards then because we are all looking at you know putting botox in people's faces and making sure they look physically young and run marathons and all of that but you're saying it's maybe the other way around i'd say there are more productive things we can do um the obsession with the physical appearance it's like no no you know it's how you think it's your attitude it's your emo you know emotional quality it's what you love you know, in positive psychology terms, it's the expression of your strengths, new ways of expressing your strengths, perhaps. So um, it, it's psychological and emotional expression in a positive way. So is that what you say an individual should concern themselves with if they want to age well? It's my point of view. I mean, I'm not saying for a moment, don't get exercise, don't watch what you eat, that kind of thing mindful of what's right for you and keeps you healthy overall and at the same time I'm saying a fundamental part of that is your psychological outlook as you age you know the physical the emotional um, the psychological do it as a package right right so what can we do as a society to promote positive aging I'd like to see less of an an obsession with staying young, more of a, an understanding about the psychological impact on aging. In positive psychology terms, you may have heard the expression or the research that's, that's described as um, five ways to well-being. Yep. Now, if if one searches those terms, if one looks at the New Economics Foundation and searches those terms, you'll, you'll find a, a huge amount of positive psychology work there around those relatively straightforward concepts of five ways to well-being. If, if one were to say what's a simple thing society could do to shift psychological ageing... I'd say they're they're powerful. Go for those. They'll they'll help any of us, but those things will help us age well too. So that's um. Wait, let me think. It's 
I, no, I think it's be active, notice. Yep. Yep. Connect. Um, connect. What are the two others? Um, I haven't got them in front of me, right, so I'm right, trusting yeah. you. Sounds like you're looking on the internet. While no, we're I was actually no. This is just the top of my head. I. I oh, was not well looking. done. Well done. Um, yeah, maybe we'll come up with other ones, and otherwise, I'll add them later. The beauty of podcasting is that I can give you the five right now. It's connect, be active, take notice, keep learning, and give. So on we go. Okay. So hang on. But, you know, as as a person in my 30s, and I was actually listening to your lecture that we had um, at the University of East London, to me at least, these questions, they bothered me when I was 16. So to me, I find it very hard to distinguish like positive aging from positive living. But I don't know if I'm just a freak or if this is maybe more of a, you know, product of our time that things are maybe more available to us than they were to people before. I don't know. Um, Quite a way you put it. Thank you. Um, Or quite a way you've expressed it. My experience is if you've come to that perspective at an early age then it it often means that there's been quite a powerful existential experience around that time or earlier than some people my own experience from working with people is that I don't tend to see those questions early in in younger years I may be wrong I may be missing it I'm very happy to acknowledge that um, but I don't tend to see it. I think both are equally valid messages. One is, yeah, okay, you know what, In when you're 40 and a little bit older, some things will start to come up in a different way than they came up when you were a teenager. But yep. I also think it's a nice message if we kind of see, well, the key to living well is actually very similar, although... Other things might be at the forefront of our minds when we're younger, but actually when you think about the habits of happiness um, and the things that, for example, you just said with the New Economics Foundation, the five ways of living, those are equally valid for people who are younger, if they care about it, and people who are older? Absolutely. Absolutely. The biggest role model for me was someone who lived vibrantly every day and lived life in in a good way on her terms, lived with what was core to her. Now, would I wish that for somebody in their teens and 20s as well as somebody in their 60s and after? Of course I would. So you're very, you're very appropriate in taking the question back to say positive ageing applies at any, at any age. No, it just occurred to me that maybe one of the things that we can do as a society is actually have that experience that you had to connect um, healthy and vibrant and optimistic, you know, elder citizens, for lack of another word, with younger people. Because, for example, for me, one big factor about, you know, aging itself did not scare me that much, but my mom used to uh, work in an all people's home. And most of them did complain about, you know, their illnesses. And then I actually went to see um, a lady who's been my tutor when I was 10 years old, just a year ago. And she is 
87 and amazing. And it just occurred to me then, I, I never consciously thought that aging is a bad thing, but kind of hearing all these stories made me think it is in an unconscious way. So if we kind of make an effort to connect with people, um, especially those of us who don't have grandparents around, maybe that's something as a society, if we place more value on that connection, the intergenerational connection, we might think about aging differently. I I think you're right. I don't know if you know the name Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who was so famous about with um, from her work with the dying, and it, it probably 20 years ago it was one of the really strong things she recommended. She said, you know, put to, put the young together with the old, because both will learn. So, is there anything you would like to cover that we haven't really touched on? about positive aging you know at the age of 62 what's my favorite book in the whole world and i would go george valence book aging well i think it's one of the most beautiful things that i've ever picked up has helped me feel more positive be more positive accept love the process um not worry about it not fear it all of that, coupled with the research that I, I did for my PhD. Many, you know, those of us in the positive psychology area would know the name Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. He did some work in the 1990s on creativity and creativity and ageing. And he, he said, you know, creative people just keep working forever um, because they're so drawn into the act of creation. We we kind of lose that creativity because we are expected to, you know, work a lot and start having a family probably around, you know, that starts probably around age 25. And that's something that I feel ages people when they, right. in, but more in the negative sense, not in the positive sense. Sure, once sure, we sure. stop being creative and once we, once we think we don't have time for that, that's... That's been my feeling, and I think that's the reason why some people might think, oh, this person is so much younger than they look or whatever, you know, like, or then they, they are on paper. They look even younger, everything. It's, it kind of comes into what you said. If you age well psychologically, that it's much more likely that your body will age well as well. That would be my my take on it, my guess on it. And, you know, I, I know I keep, going back to this my story with Catherine Yarrow I I was looking at somebody who was living life on her terms and knowing that I didn't have the confidence at the time to do that maybe I didn't have the skill at the time to do that so as a you know as a role model as somebody to draw you know draw us into that process encourage us into that process all right. So thank you very much for this interview, Piers. Well, thank you for beautiful questions. Thank you. Cheers. So even if the big questions don't hit the majority of people um, at the end of the 30s or early 40s, what we learned, or at least what I learned from this interview with Piers, is that the things that keep us young, being psychologically healthy, expressing our creativity, 
and living life on our own terms are actually not topics that we should put off until we're 40, 50, 60 or even older. Although the this episode is called Positive Aging, we're all aging right now, no matter how old or young you are. So that's what I hope you can take away from this episode. Alrighty, take care and see you next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us out by sharing it with your network and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love to hear from you at Kristen at strengthphoenix.com. For show notes and more, head over to www.strengthphoenix.com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt.